0: All right, let's go hour number two on a Monday. We hope you had a great weekend, and we hope you're ready for the NFL Draft. Remember, all of our draft stuff going on at Pluckers, again, will be out at all different locations. Get on out to your favorite Pluckers. There'll be a horn personality out there working the mic and making sure well hoping that everybody gets those specials come on out sign your name to make a pick and if you get it right the whole place gets a special keep uh, keep listening we'll give you even more details as we go you can go to hornfm.com for all those details I see a press conference going on today with Jerry and Stephen Jones and who's that third guy oh yeah Mike McCarthy you know the head coach that's supposed to get the focus but never does Uh, all those folks having a press conference today we'll get in to that, uh, continue that talk throughout the week, Chad and Zay on a Monday, I'm Chad Hastings, he is Isaiah Collier, uh, and we told you, right at the start of the show, some good news for the Texas men's basketball team, but not so good news at all for that baseball team over the weekend, let's get you some Longhorn stuff, and a Houston question or two for our guy Joe Cook, let's go to the Vaquero's Cafe Cantina Hotline, we do it every Monday, Joe Cook, inside Texas on3.com, Joe, how are you?
1: Doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on.
0: Man, thank you so much for the time. Let's get the bad out of the way. We'll work our way towards the good. Never good to get swept. Obviously, you don't want the Oklahoma to ever sweep you in anything if you're the Longhorns. Um, What would you tell a Texas baseball fan today?
1: Uh, Well, sun's up. Uh, Texas is, is, I mean, that's a really, really tough loss. That whole weekend was really, really bad. I mean, and David Pierce said as much. He said it was one of the worst. Uh, I think something along the lines of one of the worst days he's had as head coach at the University of Texas, and you know it, it's a combination of just all three aspects of the game. You know, the, you had four total errors on on Saturday. You basically got good pitching from Lucas Gordon, Chase Loomis, and O'Baron Johnson, and that's it. And the bats just didn't show up enough to counteract all those problems. So it, it's a, it's a rough one. You drop out of the top twenty-five. You drop out of uh, first place in the Big Twelve, and now you're in a little bit more of an uphill battle uh, with that, but I don't think that this is like the the death knell of the season. Nothing close to it. Um, I, it may have put a big dent in their hosting uh, capabilities, uh, but you're you know even with that in mind, they still have nine more conference games to go. Uh, and while the warning signs, uh, or at least the indicators as it pertains to the bullpen, have been really really poor, it seemed more like it was a little bit one off of the for the defense. It seemed like it was a little bit. You know, trending poorly for, for the, the bats, but not as bad as that bullpen pitching. And I think that's kind of been just the, the – that's one of the biggest battles in college baseball right now. You, you have bullpen pitchers. You know, you're not going to get a mega star out of the transfer portal for the most part who's a bullpen pitcher. You have to develop those guys. Um, granted, I will say Texans uh, bullpen guys, a lot of them are portal guys and were uh, even at their previous stop. Still, that means you gotta develop them and that just hadn't happened at the rate quick enough across the board for David Pierce to have a ton of, you know, circle of trust arms in that bullpen.
2: Yeah, Joe, Coach Pierce, you could tell how upset he was and talking about it just being embarrassing. We know what this program means and what it means to college baseball. And yeah, losing to your rival that way obviously leaves a sour taste in your mouth. But like you said, there's a lot more games to be played. What adjustments do you think Coach Pierce needs to make from now to when it's time for postseason baseball to start?
1: Well, it, the the adjustment is to, to get, you know, increase that circle of trust in the bullpen. I, I think you can feel pretty confident that, uh, and, the, and honestly, even in the starting rotation, Zane Morehouse is just not the same pitcher that he may have been to start the year or the one we saw in College Station. Uh, Travis Daly has his ups and downs. Um, I think, you know, I, I think we've seen enough from LeBaron Johnson, especially in extended situations to where, he may be a guy that Pierce has to throw out there as as a starter just because he's going to be able to eat through a lineup a handful of times and and turn and and most likely have it so the bullpen doesn't have to face as many guys. I do wonder what happens with with guys like Charlie Hurley, uh, even Heston Toll and David Shaw. Uh, But when, you know, the the possibility for, you know, having a shutout inning or, you know, a guy throw a third of an inning and give up two runs kind of varies outing to outing. It's really tough to handle. So, um, he said changes were on the table. Part of me, you know, I, I always kind of warn against the idea of change for change's sake, um, because I, I think if you're doing that, then you've just exhausted all options. I don't think that's what's going to happen, uh, but I think they just need to figure out a way to get these stuffed pitchers who, uh, who to throw over the plate a little bit more, and you know, trust what had been a good defense, trust a you know a pretty expansive dish fault field to help you out in some respect and um, just, you know, try to go back to what was working when you had a 15-game win streak and uh, you were able to just put everything together, all three phases, none truly excellent but all good enough, and try to keep that going, uh, especially as you play. You are going to play a pretty, you know, lower-quality team in, in Texas Southern this Tuesday. Um, then you head to TCU, who hasn't been tearing it up. The Big 12 itself hasn't been tearing up the – the baseball, uh, the, the, the diamonds, that much this year. So, opportunity still exists. Uh, but this this past weekend, definitely a tough pill to swallow, and one that I think rightfully so makes David Pierce wonder where, where he looks to and uh, when it comes to finding reliable pitching.
0: Talking with Joe Cook inside Texas on 3.com. Check out uh, check on Twitter at Joseph Cook eighty nine. All right, Joe, let's get on to the good news for Texas men's hoops especially if you're a fan of the front court dylan DeSue announcing that he will be back next season and then texas does end up getting caden shedrick out of the transfer portal uh the big dog from virginia tell me about the moves and how much momentum this is for rodney terry
1: i mean it's huge because uh texas fans hadn't gotten i guess a ton of good news when it comes to roster developments or the portal uh in the past few weeks and uh, now you, on, on one day you get two really big pieces of news. Um, with DeSue, you know, you, you saw when healthy, he was the player that I think Chris Beard and company thought they were getting from, uh, pre-injury Vanderbilt DeSue. That's what you saw a lot over the, over his best, uh, play during last season and probably even something a little bit more, uh, better than that. Um with him you know you're getting someone who has the ability to to score from three levels i mean he has a capable three-point shot uh he was a master in the mid-range and he had a pretty good back to the basket game that you know probably wasn't utilized as much just because they had playmate guards who could get their own shot so uh definitely a key offensive centerpiece i think for next year i know a lot of people have I've seen mentioned like a ah, potential All-American candidate, and I think that's the, the top end. But I don't, I don't think that's what you bank on. I think you can bank on him being first-team All Big Twelve next year, just because you know if he's going to continue to play like he did at the end of the year with that much usage and that much uh, that many minutes and opportunities. That's the type of player that he was. Caden Shedrick, um, you know, Texas has basically since since Shock Smart left and. Uh, they haven't had the same, I guess, caliber of big or, or maybe not the same size, I, I guess to say, you know, when you had Jackson Hayes, Mo Bamba and, and even Kai Jones and, and Jericho Sims, you had these big dudes who could either get up with their size their reach or their height. And, uh, to, and wasn't exactly that. I think last year, Chris Beard and Rodney Terry tried to get a lot of rim protection by committee instead of really relying on one individual player. Uh, that was kind of one of the preseason holes on last year's team. And now with Cedric, you definitely have someone who you know is going to be able to uh, play the post and play defense on it real well. You know, coming from Virginia, Tony Bennett program where uh, the, the, the first uh, requirement is to play defense and the second requirement is to play defense. Really excited to see that. Um, didn't play, uh, at, well, didn't start a ton of games. I think he started 15 to 30. For the the cat the calves, but uh, definitely a, a sought after guy in the portal. Duke, I know. Uh, I think tested the waters with him. I know Missouri really wanted to get him. Uh, so definitely a high major player and someone who you know you could even see those two be on the floor at the same time next year just because of the differences in skill set. Uh, and of course, having two guys who are six one six nine one six ten and a half that's going to help you pull down some boards and. With the style of defense Texas plays, sometimes they can drop down a little bit and there has to be some some extra effort, but having those two tall guys out there, despite whatever Dylan Mitchell or any other uh, portal prospect uh, or any other signing they choose to do, but I don't think there's anything to worry about with Ron Holland, just having those two guys back is a big deal uh, as far as what your defense is going to look like and what your team's going to look like next year.
2: Yeah, Joe, those are some great points. You know, you mentioned Jackson Hayes and Mo Bamba and Jared Allen, who's playing for the Cavs right now in the playoffs, who's dealing with Julius Randle and them, and all those guys, they left early. And now you're getting guys that have been in college basketball for a long time back as your front frontcourt. You know, could you see those guys playing off each other. If you watch Shedrick play, you know, his highlights and stuff, he's a willing passer and a good passer. And like you said, in Tony Bennett's system, defense is a huge priority. So we probably didn't get to see what he could really do offensively, which has to be exciting. But could you see DeSue and Shedrick working together, you know, when Shedrick gets to the 40?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's definitely going to be something that they test out. And and like I said, it's it's because DeSue – can step back and and take those three pointers and and you know take those long maybe elbow jumpers that type of thing. We saw that floater uh, really become special over the course of the postseason uh, and late season and postseason. So I, I think it's definitely something uh, they'll have to to consider. Um, but if even if it's not something that works out well in the preseason and maybe in some secret scrimmages, having those two guys there just being able to trade off of each other you know what you may give up in one area with one you make up in a different area um so i think it's worth trying out but i'm not exactly sure how how prevalent it'll be and yeah like you said with with uh shedrick and his his offense you know i think he's like a 64 or something like that field goal shooter And when you're a a 610 guy a lot of those are probably not too much further than eight feet from the basket but um, I think one of the things he told Jeff Goodman last night when he was uh, committing to Texas was he wants an opportunity to to showcase some of his offensive capability and uh, I think he mentioned that Texas is going to play a little pretty quick uh, when it comes to uh, Rodney Terry's offense I don't think you're going to see anything different because that's what you know players want to be and that's why someone who's got that you know, level of skill is leaving Virginia, who's the, probably the slowest or second slowest team in the country, and going to Texas. So I think it was in the top. Uh, I guess it would be top eighty, something like that, or right around a hundred. Not not too much. They were right at that seven, 69 or seventy possessions a game number. So, uh, if he does have more offensive game, then he's going to be able to definitely show it. But uh, the defense, I think, is obviously going to be a big factor for why Shedrick is going to be successful at Texas.
0: Talking about Joe Cook. Uh, Joe, before we let you go, I know you're a Houston guy. We talked some Houston stuff with you before. Give me a thought on the Texans. I know the last thing you want is a Cowboys fan telling you how weird the draft can be, but um sitting there at this second pick, I just I keep getting the feeling that you guys are being set up for something. I don't know what it is, but I feel like you're all being set up. What do you think is going to happen Thursday night with number 2?
1: See, I saw Rappaport uh, Ian Rappaport tweet out something like, no one knows what the Texans are doing, and I wanted to comment, you know, like, yeah, not even the Texans. <laughs> um, their biggest need, obviously, is, is, is quarterback. Uh, and if for some reason, you know, I, I think it's the signs are pointing to Carolina taking Bryce Young. If they're not sold on C.J. Stroud, then I'm surprised that they'd be sold on someone like Will Levis or, or Anthony Richardson. Um, I wouldn't be, I guess, if they if they decided to trade that pick, maybe move down to like six or seven or eight um, in a position where they can address another big need, like edge rusher that I guess you could do that. And then maybe take uh, a quarterback with that 12th pick or something like that. But I I, I don't know. I I just feel like the easiest answer is just to take CJ Stroud at two and not have to play all these mental gymnastics and, Try to work on getting a pass rusher at, at another point, uh, but and they, they never make anything easy with the Texans, and uh, have made anything easy since what was at Week 18 of last year, where they <laughs> uh, where Lovey Smith, yeah. where Lovey Smith wanted to give one little uh, one little. Leave a leave a gift for Nick Casario and company on his way out. <laughs> you play to uh, win the game, Joe. Oh, you man. play to win the game. Exactly. Oh hey, I don't begrudge Luddy at all. It's it's everybody else's fault for leaving that as a possibility for for it to happen. So, yeah. you know, I I think you just go ahead and take one of the top two quarterbacks, uh, whoever Carolina doesn't take. But um, you know, they may see the, the that a player like. Uh, Tyree Wilson or, or Will Anderson is is good enough to address that need at, at pass rush and maybe do something else uh, later on in the draft, whether at twelve or for, or elsewhere uh, to solve their problems. But I hope that doesn't mean another year of being, you know, four and what would it be four and thirteen or or three and three and fourteen level bad because as we saw this past year, that's still no guarantee that you're going to get that number one overall pick, which everybody assumes is Caleb Williams. And, you know, you don't want to put the fan base through that again, especially with a first-year head coach. Like, try to show some progress at some point. So hopefully I think – hopefully everything works out and it's just kind of media narrative running amok as, you know, the days go by and days count down to the draft. But, you know, i I never put it past the Texans for doing something spectacularly stupid.
0: (laughs) Fair.
2: Mm-hmm. That's fair. Joe, before we let you go, Texas football update. You no, know, after the spring game, the coaches are out recruiting and stuff. Any word from the transfer portal or the high school ranks?
1: Yeah, I haven't seen any uh any names pop up yet in the in the portal, uh, aside from you know ones that I think were put out right before the uh right before the spring game kicked off. Uh, I don't think they need to clear any room on the roster, and again that's not a that's not a problem until I think August. I think that's when they have to get to 85, and I think right now they are right at 85. But, um, you know, those discussions are ongoing uh, for college football. You know, the portal closes on the 30th. I don't know if y'all have kept track, but there have been a whole herd of Buffaloes jumping to the portal over the past couple games Mm -hmm. after Coach Prime sold out uh, that that stadium. So uh, it's one of those things that you still have to monitor uh, until, you know, April 30th. Uh, but as far as you know, high school coaches, our, our college coaches are out on the road seeing high school players. See uh, Sarkisian, I think, will be in Houston this week at the Touchdown Club of Houston, and we'll be there to see what he has to say to a group gathered for a group of Longhorn fans gathered in in the town. So should be good. We'll have stuff on Inside Texas there, and uh, should be good to hear Coach Sark uh, go a l- into a little bit more detail about what he learned from the spring. Uh, more than what we just saw in the post-game press conference and even you know, on Longhorn Network.
0: Very cool. That's Joe Cook, Inside dot com. Check him out on Twitter, at JosephCook89. Joe, always appreciate the time, man. Have a great week.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Joe.
0: Good stuff there. And uh, back to that Houston comment. Zay, as he's talking, I see a, uh, a graphic hit the screen on ESPN. Caesars Sportsbook, the favorites for the second pick in the draft. Levis, then Tyree Wilson, then Will Anderson, and then C.J. Stroud fourth, according to Caesars Sportsbook.
2: Yeah, Something's
0: going on. I just don't know what it is right now. I
2: mean, for D'Amico Ryan, being the defensive-minded guy he is, them taking Levis instead of Wilson and Will Anderson, that'd be really odd. Like, to go from... Not liking Stroud is one thing, right? But to like Levis over him and not get those defensive guys when you have a defensive mind and coach,
0: that'd be a weird double slap in the that'd face. That'd be nuts. Like, wait, what? Yeah, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be D'Amico, Ryan's go be D'Amico, Ryan's.
2: Yeah, those are two Will Smith on Chris Rocks, like double slap in the face, indeed. That's yeah, just, it's stupid. Right. I don't,
0: Boys, I don't know, man. I just feel like that moment may be, with all due respect to whatever the Cowboys are going to do at twenty six, I think that might be the pop of the night. Good, bad, or otherwise, that may be the pop of the night, the social media thing of the night that has videos of people breaking their stuff. It's yeah. that number two pick, you, and whatever Texans fans do with it.
2: So, some aspects text line just said, "Will Levis is another Carson Wentz." Are we talking Carson Wentz before the ACL injury? Because that Carson Wentz looked, looked like he was destined for Kenton. He looked good. Carson he, Wentz after the ACL injury, we got there's two different yeah. Carson Wentzes. Because I've heard that comp too. And I don't know what people are saying. If we're talking fresh out of... North Dakota State MVP Carson Wentz. Basically lead my team to the Super Bowl before I got injured. He was looking good. I'll take that number two.
0: Yep, he was looking really, really good. Three days away from the NFL draft. If you have any thoughts on it or anything else today, Specs text line 337 3776. It is a busy Monday as we clean up a lot of things from the weekend. And thanks to Joe for a little bit of a teaser there. Coming up in the Flex 30 segment, which Flex guy was at that Colorado Spring game with Dion And why are so many people talking about buffaloes today coming out of that plus a couple other offers to mention from local star or for local stars two o'clock hour coming up we'll get back into the nba stuff two games tonight and the new york knicks come out of the weekend up three one zay's gonna break it all down for you as we roll along jump on in if you like hope you're having a good monday this is the horn Chad and Zay. Yeah. Going with some majestic metal today. We're telling stories, making you think of like knights and swords and dragons and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, Chad and Zay on this Monday. This is one I'm not going to know, though. I like the voice, good riff. I just don't recognize it, so I'm trying to think of what, how would I guess this one? Yeah, I don't know. Who is it? Blue Murder. Blue Murder. Blue Murder, dude, Valley of the Kings. Dude, I have not thought of Blue Murder in a long time. Woo! Can't remember the last time I even said the words Blue Murder. That was a long, long time ago. So as it, 70s? No, this would be in the 80s. Oh, still 80s? Okay. This would be in the 80s, yeah. Blue Murder had, I cannot think of what the big, there was a pretty big hit for them in the run. And there was somebody in Blue Murder. Y'all can help me out if you're a Blue Murder fan out there. Was Billy Sheehan in Blue Murder? The big, the badass bass player? Somebody famous was in Blue Murder. I just don't remember who it was. Maybe it was a drummer I'm thinking of. Blue Murder, Saxon, and Smash Mouth. Oh, yeah. It's that kind of Monday already. Here with Chad and Zay. Hope you're having a good one. We hit a lot of the NBA drama. We'll hit even more of it. We haven't really even gotten into LeBron's crotch. All right, let me rephrase. We haven't really talked about... The Dylan Brooks on LeBron James thing. and we'll, All right, let me say it a different way. We haven't talked about Dylan Brooks and LeBron James yet. We'll do that coming up uh, as we roll along. We were just talking with Joe Cook, uh, the craziness of the NFL draft coming up, what is going on around this number 2 pick. I'm seeing the press conference today uh, with the Cowboys brass, including Jerry Steven and the head coach. Jerry Jones says of Ezekiel Elliott today, Zay, quote, still an outstanding football player. Uh, Stephen, uh. Stephen Jones says they feel really good about Tony Pollard, and the coaching staff is high on Malik Davis, quote, if the right guy was there in the draft, we'd certainly look at it. Okay. All right. at, at some point in the draft, you would think the Cowboys end up with a running back, although I've thought things like that before for that position and others, and they come out of the draft with nothing. So we'll see. Yeah, that guy ain't going to be there. We'll see how it rolls out. Sorry. Yeah, Right now.
2: He ain't going to move up. He ain't going to be there.
0: Right now it looks like 26 will not be Bijan John Robinson. Here's what I wonder. Once we get to that 26th pick, will Gibbs from Alabama make sense? Or is that way, way too early? Because I feel like that might be an interesting pick at 26. I mean, if you're
2: this highly on Malik Davis, as the Joneses are saying, then no, that doesn't.
0: mm. But
2: okay. you know,
0: so you want to go with I really want to run the damn ball and you're going to go with Pollard and Davis?
2: Yo, but Lake Davis, I don't think he got the opportunity to really showcase. Oh, I
0: totally agree. That yeah. he's
2: this much better than
0: Ezekiel Elliott. I was begging for him to get more carries when he averaged what 7 yards in a game, and Kellen Moore just didn't care. I I'm with you. But I'm just making sure I'm clear that that would be the argument.
2: Yeah, if Bijan's gone, Gibbs at 26 doesn't make sense to me. I'd rather go for Offensive line or one of those Edge or something Yeah, big time
0: tight ends Okay, fair enough A lot of uh, draft talk coming uh, for the week And uh, we are only three days away All right, let's get into some of this madness in Colorado We'll uh, make it a part of the Flex segment Here we go Flex ATX For the best high school sports coverage Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouthguard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. All right, there's a lot of folks talking about the Colorado Spring game. First off, let's give a, a shout out to one of our Flex guys. We've been talking about Marcus Boswell of Lake Travis, the class of '24 guy, the running back slash linebacker. You'll be hearing a lot about him. He's got a lot of offers out there, including Colorado. He was at the Spring Game over the weekend and say there's a lot of talk about it. The weather was discussed cuz it did snow, and a lot of people get snow in the Spring Game. So that was that was talked about. Uh, I heard Bucky Godbolt this morning saying to him, Colorado looks small on the lines.
2: Uh-oh.
0: Like offensive and defensive line didn't look Big enough to him. He felt like, well, now I know who's in the transfer transfer portal going out.
2: Yeah, Dion Crew, a little light in the ass. It's huh?
0: big guys. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but then it wasn't just that. Coming out of their spring game, today there are four guys that jumped in the transfer portal, including a wonderful name, Montana Lamonius Craig. Man, that's fantastic. Uh, among four Colorado players to enter the portal. He was the star, one of the stars of the spring game. Had a good day. He's a receiver. He hits the transfer portal. Uh, a safety named Tyron Taylor hits the portal. And then a linebacker and O-lineman joined them today. Uh, the other two guys that I just mentioned, uh, that would be Shaquan Bowser, a linebacker and offensive lineman Jackson Anderson, did not see significant action so remember the portal opens up now uh right in fact it's been open for a little while and it closes up in mid-may so this is a natural part of the progression of college football after your spring games guys might transfer so dion's got a little bit of uh it's been all about the guys coming in for dion now he's getting a little bit of that who's leaving news as well
2: Yeah, it is interesting because all you've heard is good things about Dion going to Colorado, and now you're hearing guys leave, especially guys that are out here getting busy in the spring game. If you're producing the spring game, then leaving the next day, that's a little head-scratching, so – We'll see. We got B. Lang coming on our show talking about the next five years. Deion Sanders will be a champion, won a national championship. I'm like, all right, cool. Right. I could see I could see why people say that, but still, I don't care if you're Deion Sanders. I don't care if you're Nick Saban, Bear Bryant, hell, Dick Buckus you're still going to have to take over a program that was really struggling in the Pac12 and start from scratch. And some guys are going to be on board with that and some guys won't be a part of that. Some guys want to come into an already good situation and they're rebuilding. And if you're a skilled guy, sometimes you don't fit that rebuild or sometimes that doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, fit what you want to really happen, and that's get to the NFL eventually. So all these things that Deion's promising, hell, we even heard that he ain't getting paid yet what he's supposed to be getting paid at Colorado. So <laughs> right, what's right. that NIL mean?
0: Yeah. No. If the
2: head coach ain't getting the paper that he's supposed to be getting yet and we waiting on that, then what are we promising NIL? Is that really following through?
0: Yeah. Since you know? I, I hadn't seen this number until just now. Since April 15th, 17 into the portal for Colorado. That's a little alarming. Including a starting cornerback and some defensive guys and a running back.
2: And Dion's weird. I've seen a clip go around social media. Chad Dion walks into the weight room. A dude's not wearing the right type of socks. Oh no. Or shoes. One or the other. Uh And Dion goes, "Ah, "Get out! Get out! You know." And doesn't
0: explain it. I mean, it's just
2: supposed to be known. We come prepared. Wearing certain attire, I obviously, see. and my man like the socks, the shoes. What if you know, what if he's going Desmond Bain, like LeBron? This shoe's more comfortable for me, right? For you know, yeah. the doctor says with my injuries and in my foot, I need a shoe like this, Coach. <laughs> I don't give a damn. You wear a shoe? I went, well, well, I have a problem with that. If Dion's acting like this in different mm. ways, then that seventeen you just named, it makes a lot more sense
0: couple of – it's interesting, interesting. All right, so we'll keep our eyes on that. Colorado had their spring game over the weekend. Alabama and some others did as well. And if you go check out all the different networks, Pac-12, Big Ten, SEC, they'll be replaying those spring games if you want to check them out. Also, ESPN Plus has a ton of spring games if you want to peek in. I'm going to go see if they have the Colorado one to check out. Um, they got Because I didn't watch it over the weekend. I need to, I need to check it out. A couple of shout-outs as well here. Uh, Fatuma Kuba, a name you may know from LBJ, uh, had a visit to Central Florida. His teammate, Ali Scott, also talked about going to UCF. So those two young men might have gone together. So uh, we'll certainly be following them at LBJ this season, but they each had a visit to UCF And let's give one more shout out to Jacob Henry, the uh, talented defensive and apparently offensive lineman as well, uh, from Vandegrift now, Um, of course was at Lake Travis, now at Vandegrift, says he is blessed to have received an offer from Moorhead State. So the offer list continues to grow for the Flex guys. Uh, Shout out to Jacob Henry, and if you want to follow along at FLXATX on your social media, if you've got offers, visits, weightlifting videos, the latest on your guys, I'm seeing schedules pop up people are putting their spring schedules up seven on seven schedules your football schedule uh for the fall a lot of that stuff has been at flex check it out there flx atx and the wednesday night flex show is back this week at seven on wednesday night nba talk and a lot more coming in the two o'clock hour up next it's where we at in society we'll see where zay wants to go today after another crazy weekend keep it right here on the horn i'm alex rodriguez Zay, nice. This is live footage from the Saturday Night Taylor Swift show at NRG. She's broken into a metal section at the middle.
2: Yo, sixty-two thousand in the mosh pit. That's what I'm talking about.
0: Uh, yeah, that did not happen. What's the song called? Street Thunder. Street Thunder. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, it's not immediately coming to mind. It would just be a total guess. But now, I don't have one. Who is it? Tyson Dog. Well, I wasn't going to say that. Like Mike Tyson? Like, I don't. Yes. Like that name? Yeah, like that name. Tyson Dog? Tyson Dog. Okay. All together. I, I feel better. I've never heard that name. Ever. <laughs> I've heard a Blue Murder from earlier, I've heard of Saxon. I've heard of Smash Mouth. I can never remember that All-Star is Smash Mouth, but I'm going to try from now on. They've all been on the show today. All right, Tyson Dog, go right ahead. All right, uh, Tyson Dog did not open for Taylor Swift uh, at NRG over the weekend. Got you that recap at uh, 1245. Had another... Uh, a dad who ended up at that Taylor Swift show with daughters, wives, nieces, all kinds of female family members and said they all had a great time. But he did have to choose somebody out because he couldn't find a men's room at the end. He did realize. Aww, he realized.
2: go, Dad. He
0: realized what I did at the end. It's like, whoa, I'm sure he didn't chew anybody out. Okay. For real. I mean, you know, you just got to deal with it. Uh, it did make sense mathematically that you'd want to maybe get rid of some of those men's rooms and change them to women's rooms at a Taylor Swift show. That's uh, the first time that's ever happened, Zay. I've never been to a concert where we had to get rid of men's rooms for women's bathrooms because of the artist and crowd. That yeah. was a first.
2: Yeah, I would think that's universal for all Taylor Swift concerts. I
0: guess. I don't know. Yeah, but That's probably normal for yeah. the Swifties in the world. Uh, and certainly one of them lives in my house. She's wearing her merch. We did get her a little merch. I'm sure I'll pay that off in three or four years and <laughs> we'll, we'll be good. Uh, real quick, Zay. Just take ba- it out our college fund. Yeah, oh, that's that's true. Yeah, no, she's good. It's a two-year, not a four-year now. Um, so back to these weird indicators from Vegas about the Houston Texans' Uh, second pick. I've got this thing that uh, just showed up from BetOnline.ag. Another, you know, one of the betting sites, and it is listing each team and their drafted position, like what they will draft in their their first position, right, first spot. Defensive lineman is at the top for the Texans, four to seven. The odds minus one seventy-five. Then quarterback. Then O lineman. And the new rumor out today is that they are either going to take. Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson with number 2. If Tyree Wilson works his way all the way up that high in this draft, How'd he do this? I'm going to be so happy for that kid. Because I love that guy. For those that don't know, he started at a and I love Tyree Wilson, and I was broken hearted when he headed to Lubbock. I did not enjoy that at all. Just like I didn't enjoy when Mr. Cup, the tight end, went out to Lubbock. That one broke my heart, too. Tyree's a hell of a player. I just never thought of him as this good.
2: Neither did I.
0: Like tip top single digits. Once I heard he was kind of in the top fifteen, I thought, okay, Tyree, go ahead. And then it was like Tyree Wilson, maybe top 10. Okay, Tyree. And now, if the Texans end up taking him that high, good grief. What a story. That, that, that's incredible if uh, if he pulls that off. And it will continue to tell us about C.J. Stroud and whatever's going on around him. If the Texans do that at 2, then what happens with Arizona at 3? Do the Colts just stay patient and wait till 4 and take the quarterback they love? I've heard they love Levis. The, the Colts are doing a good job of screening, Zay. I've heard they like Levis. I've heard they like Anderson. And I heard they like uh, Stroud. I've heard they love all three. So, well done, rumor mill. Yeah. They are getting all the key rumors out there. But what I've yet to hear is that the Texans love C.J. Stroud. That is not out there right now. That 18%. Three days Can't away. Can't do nothing from with that. Raf, Good grief. Yeah. Is that 18 score on the C2 or sorry S2 cognitive test real, or is it a bunch of smokescreen coming from I don't know Houston, coming from Stroud, coming from the agent that Houston doesn't like? There's a lot of drama out there right now. Three days away from the draft. Speaking of drama, it's always there. In where we at in society? Let's see what Zay wants to talk about today.
2: Where are we at in society today?
0: All right, Zay, I saw something come across the Twitter timeline here, the Twitter DMs. I'm checking it right now.
2: Yeah, check it out. If people didn't watch the boxing match, the big-time main event boxing match this past Saturday between Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia, it was big. It was
0: huge. Did you watch? I No. Honestly, I felt bad. I'm supposedly a fight fan. Couldn't identify either guy last week. I think I've seen Garcia fight maybe once. Couldn't identify both of them, though. Yeah, I, they're young and up and coming. My buddy hits me up. Dude, are we into the boxing and the pay-per-view? I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I said, I'm also way too focused on all this Taylor Swift stuff I have to deal with. I'm trying to make sure my daughter gets there and we're organized and whatever. So I did not see it. So what so what's happening in the post fight?
2: Uh both of those guys were undefeated going into the fight and Tank Davis won. He hit Garcia with a nasty body shot with the left, and Garcia, he kind of went back a couple of steps and then he just dropped to a knee. Oh. And that was it. Okay, he, so and, a TKO. And, Yes. Okay, gotcha. And Tank already knocked them down beforehand, which Garcia doesn't get knocked down very often. Both of these guys were talking about throwing all the prize money on the line. Like if Garcia were to lose, which Tank came out and said, I'm going to let him keep the prize money. I was going to say,
0: they didn't do that. No, but they were talking about it. Like
2: It just kept building up. Both of these guys like to talk-ish and whatnot. So Garcia, which this is pretty weak to come out and say, but if it's true... I guess it needs to be said. He said after the loss, actually said I had a mole in my camp with a rat and like WTF. That's crazy, but thank God it's brought up to light now. So apparently there was somebody on Garcia's side in his camp that went back to Davis and said he does this, he does that. Dang. It's weak here. Bring so in the inside a info? scouting report inside info. That's not good. It's not, but it's pretty weak to say after you lose. Oh, it definitely sounds You're like a, your first loss
0: ever. Sounds like an excuse, right? Either way, it was going to be the first loss ever, right? Both these guys were undefeated coming in. Yeah, yeah. So, and I like first off, uh, congrats to boxing and these guys for putting it together. I don't love that it was a catchweight. I don't love that there was no belt on the line. But boxing usually doesn't give you the fight you want. This is a fight the fans wanted, apparently. For these dudes, that's great. They got together. They fought. Yeah, that does sound a little bit like an excuse. I'm I'm, I'm glad there was a definitive ending. I'm glad it didn't go to the cards because I like when boxing has those moments. But, yeah, that's – oh, man, I don't know. That's one of those where why wouldn't you just move the person – I don't know what – man. Do you just move the person away from your camp and everyone assumes it's because you lost? Well, how do you find out now? Like what? what came out now – after the dub
2: like did you see him the same guy after like you lost the same guy that's been rolling with you the whole time celebrating with davis like yeah that's my dog but like what the hell oh my bad bro i've been on this team the whole time gotcha you know like how did you find this out all
0: of a sudden was it like the end of an episode of scooby-doo where he took a mask off and it was like oh it's him (laughs) i don't know i have no idea but once you find that out is he doing this like – does he think he's doing it for the good of boxing where it's like, look, I'm just letting everybody know. Like, is he going to get around who this is and then say, by the way, this is why I got rid of him? To me, you could handle this all behind the scenes. Right. And just say, look, it's whatever it is, right? Hey, man, we found out that Kenny's the mole. Kenny's the what? Kenny's the mole? Not Kenny. Yes, Kenny. So, okay, we're going to fire Kenny, and then they announce, hey, Kenny's not no longer with Ryan Garcia. And everybody kind of looks around. And then inside boxing, you'll know, hey, they think Kenny snitched on him. But like what? Like what? They think Kenny took information over there to Davis? Yeah. So then they, you know, could get into it. I don't know why it needs to come out.
2: But you have tape on you. I'm sure Davis went and watched your other matches and saw, oh, I could get them here. I could get them there like every other great boxer does. So right. what is the most sane That separates the win and the loss for Garcia to feel comfortable enough to just go and flat out say that. Because to me, that's a boxing no-no. Like, take the L, you lost, you got knocked down, it is what it is. No,
0: I agree. I think you got to eat that thing and move on. Again, fire the guy. That's fine. Fire him and then let people speculate as to why you did it.
2: Also, you won't like this, Garcia was taking pictures with Davis after it. So they were talking mess this whole time, basically like hatred stuff. Davis was telling Garcia, I would not bring your mama and your daughter to this fight. I wouldn't do it. It wouldn't be good for you.
0: I know. I heard that.
2: He went out and just said that. And then after they taking pictures and stuff, and Tank said that Garcia asked if they could be friends. There's a video of Garcia handing Tank the phone saying, hey, can you put your number on my
0: phone and stuff? Come yeah, on, bro. I'm all for... I'm all for after a fight, the classiness showing up, and you try to be classy. But insert, but w- the way you build the fight matters. Don't build up the fight by completely insulting each other and going wrestling heel on wrestling heel, and then expect me to take you seriously taking a picture together. And then again, you go bring in families. You're gonna rip into somebody like that. Whoa, whoa hang on! You're not allowed to be friends afterwards. No, man. you don't. I've heard the way they were going at each other. I do not accept that. Now, in the ring, if he wanted to walk over to him and be like, good fight, man, and then go to the media and say, hey, we talked a lot of mess, but I do respect him a little bit after. I'll respect him a little more after tonight. He hit me with something, whatever, and then go into it. But, yeah, going uh, throwing that, stuff on social media, that's garbage.
2: That picture with their hands over each other, no. like they just jersey swapped, that's after the fight, right. Chad.
0: See, that tell, and what that tells the fans is what they've always believed secretly, which is that the buildup is fake, that the buildup is garbage, and you don't want that. Like, that needs to be, if you're gonna say it all, that needs to have a look. I, I get selling fights, right? That's where fans get a little disillusioned afterwards when you go, nah, man, we're just selling the fight. Cause at least when we get to like a WrestleMania on the sports entertainment side, we all know kind of what we're dealing with there. We all know. That yeah, of course they're gonna possibly be together and talking and stuff after that. This is a legitimate fight. Fight, fight. Afterwards you don't want to see that. Yeah. I'm not a jersey swap guy. I'm uncomfortable with it now. I'm uncomfortable with it in and I'm not a soccer guy, but if I was, I'd be uncomfortable with it there. I'm uncomfortable with it. It's gotten into the NFL now. I don't know if the NBA guys are doing this enough at all. I think it all needs to happen behind the scenes. On the field, after you get beat, do not be walking up to – I don't care if it's Tom Brady. I don't care. Ask later. Ask later. Go over to the locker room. Why are you doing it out on the field?
2: Yeah, I think it's soft. Uh, It it leaves a sour taste in my mouth because, like you said, just the buildup. Was it real or not? Exactly. Yeah, you that, just trying to get right. more viewers and get this paper? Because now Tank's over Like, Tank should have been like, no, nah, I'm taking this money. He promised it. He better yeah. give it to me. And if he's not, he a punk.
0: Yeah. Tank over here,
2: he can keep his money. Yeah. You know? No, take that thing. Yeah. If you want to put it out there, take it.
0: And maybe now if there is a part two to this fight, they'll both just be nice to each other the whole time. So weak. Would you watch then? That's the question, boxing fans. Did you like the lead up enough? Did you like the fight enough? <gasps> Would you watch it again? Knowing that they might be buddies now.
2: Okay, so multiple people on the Specs text line said that the mole ratted on the injury that Garcia had, and I think Tank took advantage of that, a right. pre-existing injury.
0: No, it's awful. I mean, you don't want that. Obviously, you clearly do not want that, but that's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I could see I could see it either way. As long as you're legitimately taking the loss, then, I don't know. I don't know what the appropriate way to get it out there is. I would have just fired the guy. I would have fired the guy behind the scenes, let everybody know why. Move on. Take your loss and just move on. And somewhere down the line, if you wanted to mention it, as you're leading up to that fight, by the way, last fight, I had a little injury going on, and by the way, he might have been tipped off to it, and that sucks, but I lost. And now I've got I to gotta figure this out. Something like that. Yep. And do it months from now. You know, yeah, it, does, it sounds like an excuse. Sounds like an excuse. And it looks weird when you're taking selfies with the guy. Oh,
2: so later. weak.
0: It's not a selfie, it's a oh, come legit on. picture. this but, is
2: boxing. Yeah, it is.
0: It is. It is. A lot of smiles afterwards. That's because they both got the purse money, probably. All right, two uh, o'clock hour coming up. Back to the NBA. Two more games tonight. Lakers and Heat trying to go up 3 1. The craziness from the weekend as well. We'll start with that LeBron story coming up and see where we end up on the horn.